Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is located in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement, blessing, and an inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us, or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. Praise the Lord. Praise Cristo. I am happy to be here today with you all. Estoy contento de estar aquí. It's a great Sunday, even though my bears lost during the week. <laughs> it was a sad moment for me, but I'm happy to be here. God helped me through it. Amen. Um, le quiero gracias a Dios por esta oportunidad. I want to give God thanks for this opportunity. Thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. Gracias, Pastor. Así sin tomar mucho tiempo, este, voy a entrar al mensaje. The title of the message is called The Outcome of the Trial. El título del mensaje es El Resultado de la Prueba. I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to Job 2.8. Te voy a invitar a que abres tu Biblia a Job 2.8. God says like this, then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he had said. When Job's three friends, Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Sophar the Nemethite, heard all about the troubles that had come upon him, they set out from their homes and met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. What good friends, right? When they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud and they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Father, I come before you, Jesus. At this moment, Lord, I ask for you to speak to us, Father. Lord, Father, we need you, Lord, in this place, Father. Your presence is amongst us at this moment, Lord. And I ask for you to speak to our hearts, Father. I ask you, Lord, to open up our minds, Lord, open up our hearts, Lord, for us to be able to receive your message, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. You may take a seat. Pueden tomar su lugar. So there's a story of a little bird cart called Chippy. Hay una historia de un pajarito que se llamaba Chippy. Tenía un dueño, estaba en su jaula. He had an owner and would always be in his cage. He would love to sing. Every day, every morning, he would wake up to sing. Todos los días se levantaba, estaba cante, 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 le gustaba cantar. One of those days, as he was peacefully singing in his cage, and then the next second, he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. Un día estaba él cantando, 
ahí en su jaula y un día de repente fue aspirado, lavado y suplado. What had happened is that the owner decided to clean the cage. She decided to vacuum and clean up the seeds. Su dueño decidió de limpiar la jaula y empezó a aspirar las semillas que estaban tiradas. Out of the sudden, her phone started ringing, so she went to go reach for the phone. Se fue distrayendo, sonó la, la llamada del teléfono y fue a contestar el teléfono. De repente, out of the sudden, Chippy was sucked in. She dropped the phone and switched the vacuum off and ran out to the vacuum. Apagó la vacuum y fue directamente ahí y abrió ahí la aspiradora y estaba el pobre Chippy ahí lleno de polvo. Chippy was full of dust. She went and got Chippy. He was alive, but stunned. Covered with heavy gray dust, she grabbed him and rushed him to the bathtub and turned it on and put Chippy under the water. She thought it would have been a great idea. Let's just put Chippy under the water. Fue fue a lavarlo en Latina with cold water and cleaned him. But then she noticed that poor Chippy was shivering. So she decides to go get the hair dryer and blast them with hot air. Did Chippy survive? Yes, he did survive. Sobrevivió Chippy. But he doesn't sing much anymore. He just sits and stares a lot. Él ya no canta, nomás se queda ahí mirando. It's hard to see why sucked in, washed up, and blown over, it's enough to steal the song from anybody. Life is like that sometimes. You never see it coming, but life just comes and sucks you up, washes you up, and blows you over. Así es la vida muchas de las veces. Viene la vida y te aspira, te lava, hace contigo lo que la vida quiere. There are times that something terrible shows up at your doorstep. And it's not from Amazon. It's, and then you didn't even order it. There are times that the enemy drops off stuff that, for you to deal with that you directly didn't cause, that you didn't choose, that you didn't anticipate. Muchas de las veces el enemigo viene a dejar cosas para que tú lidees, cosas que tú no esperabas, tú no lo causaste, tú no hiciste nada para decidir que llegara eso a tu vida, pero ahí llega. The trials of Job, many of us are very familiar with it. I learned from the story of Job since I was a little child. Desde que era un niño pequeño emprendí de la historia de Job. When my mom and my dad would drag me into church when I didn't want to go, and then I would go and sleep under the benches, that was me. But I am thankful that my parents dragged me to church even though I didn't want to. Even though I went to sleep, it's okay. But at least they brought me to church. I don't even know why I even said this. But I want to encourage all the parents that are here. This is a little side note. Quiero aconsejar a todos los padres, bring your children to church even if they don't want to come. Because the seed is being planted, even you don't even know it. So let's go back to Job. He suffered greatly and for thousands of years his life has stood as a testimony 
to show that God has the ability to bring his people through the trial. El testimonio de Job nos ha enseñado que Dios nos puede traer por cualquier prueba. He is able to do that. The life of Job has spoken to my life personally. He has brought me encouragement. This happened many, many years ago. And to this day, it still brings encouragement to my life. Trials will challenge your faith. I'm going to speak on the trials will challenge your faith. Las pruebas van a retar tu fe. So Job's wife comes to him and tries to get him to curse God. Viene la esposa de Job y le dice, ¿sabes qué? Mejor maldice a Dios. I have always been bothered by her attitude. Because, come on, you're the wife. You're supposed to be there in support. However, as I thought about it, I began to kind of understand why she took that stance. I could maybe start to begin to sympathize with her. La actitud de la esposa de Job me empezó a molestar un poco. Pero después de un tiempo empecé, dije, okay, vamos a entender que hay que ponernos en sus zapatos de ella. And let's go ahead and try to sympathize. After all, she had lost 10 children. Ella había perdido 10 hijos. Su esposo era el gran hombre, el hombre más rico, el hombre más hermoso, más handsome. I, don't, I mean, he was the greatest man on the east. He was the greatest man. And she was his wife. But out of nowhere, all of that was taken away from her. Now her husband is sitting on a garbage dump, scraping his disease from his body with a piece of broken pottery. No wonder she is heartbroken. Su esposo que era el gran hombre, ahora se está rascando su, raspando su enfermedad de su cuerpo con un pedazo de barro. Podemos entender por qué está quebrantada ella. But what happens with Job? He was first attacked in the area of his faith. In the area of his faith. Él fue atacado en la área de su fe. Don't be surprised that in the middle of your trial, faith is the first thing that is attacked. No te sorprendas que en la medio de tu prueba, tu fe sea lo primero que es atacado. Why? Because as Christians, as followers of Christ, we walk by faith and not by sight. So if we let the enemy take away our faith, we have nothing left. We have nothing left. As Christians, faith is our foundation as, as the reasoning of a Christ living. When the trials of life come your way, you need to be careful and not listen to the lies of the devil. Tienes que tener cuidado cuando las pruebas vengan y no escuchar las mentiras del enemigo. Because he's going to tell you that God doesn't care, that God is not with you, that God has forsaken you. El enemigo te va a decir que a Dios tú ya no le importas, que Dios se ha olvidado de ti. And set let's rest upon the unchanging promises of God. And remember that the word of God says, I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. His word also says, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for I am with you. He also tells us to cast our anxieties on him because he cares for us. 
And he also says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Nosotros podemos contar en las promesas de Dios. Nuestro Dios nunca falla. Our God never fails. He is the same God from the Old Testament. He is the same God today. And he will continue to be the same God tomorrow. Your faith will make the difference. Tu fe va a ser la diferencia. Hay un dicho muy famoso que dice, if you, hay un dicho famoso que dice, si tú tienes el control de tu situación, ¿para qué te preocupas? Y si no tienes ningún control de tu situación, ¿para qué te preocupas? There's a famous saying that says, if you have control over your situation, why should you worry? If you have control over it. But if you don't have control over it, why do you worry? You, there is nothing that you can do about it. Let the one that is in control handle it. There's a verse in 2 Chronicles 20:17, and I didn't put it up there. It says, you will not have to fight this battle. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. You just have to maintain in your place. Stand firm in where you are at and God will take care of the rest. Number two, trials will try to change your face. Las pruebas van a tratar de cambiar tu cara. A lot of you were like, what do you mean, your face? You see, when Job's three friends arrived, cuando llegaron los tres amigos de Job, ya no lo reconocían. They didn't recognize Job. The verse says that they looked at him and they did not recognize him. They didn't know who he was anymore. He seemed to look like someone else. It seems like the trials of Job's life was enough to change his face. Pudiera ver que las, las pruebas de Job eran suficientes para cambiar el rostro, la cara de Job. The trials will do the same to you. The trials will try to rob you of your joy. They will try to steal your smile and they will change your attitude. It is evident when people are troubled you can see the strain in their faces. You can see the worry. You can see the stress. Because they have allowed it to overwhelm them. Nos podemos dar cuenta cuando alguien está bajo estrés, cuando está bajo de ansiedad, cuando está teniendo problemas porque se lo nota en la cara, en su rostro, en su actitud, en la manera que se conductan. Porque ellos han dejado que eso tome control when the trials of life pick you up and squeeze you, the enemy wants you to produce lemon juice. Cuando la vida venga y te apriete, el enemigo quiere que tú produzcas jugo de limón. Quiere que te amargues con Dios. He wants you to get bitter with God. He wants you to get bitter with the church. He wants you to get bitter with the pastor. He wants you to get bitter with your brothers and sisters. Get bitter with your family. Get bitter with your work. Get bitter with everybody. El enemigo quiere que te amargues con la iglesia, que te amargues con Dios, que te amargues con tu familia, con tu trabajo. 
That is his sole purpose for you to get bitter. He wants you to produce lemon juice when he squeezes you. But for once, why don't you throw him a curveball? When life squeezes you, just continue to serve the Lord. Continue to praise the Lord. Continue to come to church. Continue your walk with God. Cuando la vida venga y te apriete, mejor continúa tu camino con el Señor. No dejes que te desvíe. No dejes que afecte tu relación con Dios. Even if it comes to the point that the enemy comes and trips you up and you fall on your knees and this is how you end up, you tell the enemy, oh, you now how you have messed up. Si viene el enemigo y te trompieza y te caes en tus días, dile, ¿sabes qué, enemigo? Has cometido un error. Because this is my fighting stance. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight. Así es como yo peleo en mis rodillas. This is how I've been trained to fight. This is how I pray. You thought you were going to destroy my family. You thought you were going to destroy my worship. You thought you were going to destroy my family. You thought you were going to destroy my finances. You thought you thought, you thought, you thought. Pensaste que iba a destruir mi familia. Pensaste que iba a destruir mi iglesia. You thought you were going to destroy my pastor. But something happens when I pray. Something happens when I pray. Something happens when I pray. The mountains move. The chains are broken. The darkness flees. When I pray, I have a God that listens. I have a God that listens. I have a God that is above all names. A name that is just. A name that is righteous. A name that is above names. His name is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The one who was, the one who is, and is to come. Su nombre es Almirable, Consejero, el Dios Fuerte, el Padre Eterno y Príncipe de Paz. How many believe that there is power in prayer? We all need to continually be praying because there is power in prayer. And the best thing of everything is that God works through prayer. We need to pray. Look at your neighbor, tell him you need to pray. There are times that we get really worried and stressed out. Hay tiempos que nos preocupamos, nos estresamos. We get hypertensive, nervous. Nos ponemos muy nerviosos, ansiosos. Our anxiety levels are off the roof. We are stressed out day by day by day. We are so stressed out that we're slapping the dog and kicking the cat. Estamos bien estresados que andamos cacheteando el perro y pateando el gato. Pobre gato no tiene la culpa. It's in those times more than ever that we need to pray. I know it's old school. I know you hear, oh, just pray about it. Oh my God, that is so old school. You know, nosotros queremos como una revelación. We want a deep revelation, but you, we need to pray. People at times say, no, 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 I don't want to pray, man. 
Nothing happens when I pray. I just pray. What I need to do is go see a psychologist. Maybe a psychologist may have the answers for me. Maybe the psychologist may know what route I need to take. You do not need to see a psychologist. You need to see the Lord. Meaning with my talks with pastor. You know, nine times out of ten, he asked me, how's your prayer life? And whether I'm not, if I'm doing it or not, it still puts you to think and says, wait a minute, my prayer's life can be better. Yeah, I know I've been praying, but you know what, pastor asked me that question, so now I feel like maybe I'm not doing a good enough job, I need to continue to pray more. And the truth is that we can actually always be praying better and better each day. Praying is an act of humility. You're telling God, I'm turning this over to you, Jesus. Cuando estás orando, tú te humillas delante de Dios y entregas todo al Señor. I ad- you're telling God, I admit my limitations. I admit that I'm not smart enough. I'm out of ideas. I'm out of tricks. I'm out of options. I'm turning it over to you. Entiendo que tengo mis límites. I know that I am stuck. Pero me rodillo delante de ti, me humillo. God, take control. I can't fight alone. Dios, me humillo delante de ti porque yo no puedo pelear solo. Yo te necesito. When you pray, you're saying this battle is not mine. It belongs to the Lord. The enemy might be moving the pieces on my chessboard, but his opponent is not me. His opponent is God. The battle is not mine, it belongs to God. You may move me this way, you may move me that way, but the battle belongs to God. El enemigo puede tratar de moverme de un lado para otro, pero mi Dios tiene una estrategia para poder vencer al enemigo. El enemigo ya ha sido derrotado, but the enemy has already been defeated. As long as I submit myself to his strategy, I will have the victory. Even though you might be going through some stuff, keep on praying. Keep continually seeking the face of God. Keep God as your number one in your life. This is the amazing thing. Es lo más asombroso de Dios. See, God will give you houses you didn't build. Dios te va a dar casas que tú no construiste. He will give you vineyards that you didn't grow. He will give you opportunities. Dios te va a dar oportunidades. God will give you opportunities that doesn't match your background. It doesn't match your education. It doesn't match your resume. But God will put you in a place where you can receive supernatural blessings. Dios te va a poner en una situación donde la situación que tú estás, la bendición que tú tienes, no corresponde con tu pasado, no corresponde con tu educación. Pero esas son las bendiciones que tú sabes que Dios te ha dado. You don't have to be looking out for your blessing. Your blessing is going to be looking out for you. 
no estés buscando la bendición la bendición te va a estar buscándote a ti. Instead of looking out for the blessing, why don't you look out for the blesser? En vez de estar buscando la bendición, mujer, no mejor buscas al que bendice. One last, last thing, the trials will confirm your foundations. Las pruebas van a confirmar tu fundación. That is just life. Life comes with issues, life comes with problems. Doesn't matter if you're ugly or cute like me, short, tall, skinny, fat, black, white, Christian or non-Christian, you're going to have problems. No importa cómo te pareces, si estás alto, chaparro, perrieto, oscuro, blanco, lo que sea, los problemas van a venir a tu vida, pero yo prefiero tener problemas con Dios que sin Dios. I'd rather have problems with God than without God. God is watching out. You see, the trials of Job that happened to his life didn't just happen by accident. God allowed it. So the trials that you may be facing right now or you will face is not an accident. It's not like God was, doesn't, wasn't watching out for you and he just let it like. No, it doesn't happen that way. God has a plan for everything and there's a purpose behind that trial. Many times God is going to see how you're going to react when you are criticized. How are you going to react when you lose your job? How are you going to react when you lose a loved one? How are you going to react when the odds are against you? ¿Cómo vas a reaccionar cuando todos están contra ti cuando eres criticado? The trial will not come for you to learn the lesson because the trial is for you to reveal where you're at. God will let trials to come to reveal if you are ready for what's ahead. The trials will reveal if you are ready for the next step. Ask any teacher. Ask any teacher. Pregúntale cualquier maestra. When the students are taking the state test, is it for them to learn or for it to reveal if they have learned already what's been taught to them? The exam, the trial comes to reveal if the student is ready for the next level. La prueba va a venir para los estudiantes para ver si están listos para el siguiente paso. When the students take the test, it's not for them to learn, it's for it to reveal. To see if you are ready. God will test. The trials will come to see if you are ready to take the next step in your life. Many of us want the blessings. Many of us want... The blessings from God, we want to be, be like, you know what, God, give me, give me, I'm ready, I'm ready. Give me the lotto, give me a new truck, give me this, give me that, I'm ready. I'm ready for the blessing, God, bless me. We think we are ready, you know what, I want to be ready for the next step. I'm ready for the blessing, I'm ready for this, I'm ready for that. But when the trial comes, when the exam comes, we Sometimes we want God to bless us, you know what, God, use me, use me. But we are not ready. 
Oh, God, bless my life. Bless my life. I need you, God. Come on. Give me a financial breakthrough. Give me a good job. I want to be blessed. And God says, you've invested so much time and asked me for all these blessings. And you have not read one book in how to budget. You make $8, $10, an hour and you still don't give your tithes. You want a new truck, but you can't keep a job. You want me to use you, but you come late, leave early and sit in the back and criticize everybody. You come to church and you don't move a finger, but you want me to bless you. You want me to use you, but you don't pray. Many people want to be successful in life, but refuse to let God be number one in their life. Why? Because the struggle is real. Living in God's path, striving to be better is not easy. I am not perfect. I have my fails. The struggle is real. Brothers and sisters, the struggle is real. A lot of times we want to depend on ourselves. Queremos depender en nuestras propias habilidades, en nuestros recursos, en la economía. We want to depend on the economy, on our resources. Your foundation will be tested in the trial. And if your foundation is God and God alone, there is nothing that you need to worry about. Cuando venga la prueba, tu fundación va a ser probada. Pero si Dios es tu fundación, no hay nada por qué te tienes que preocupar. Those that place your foundation in God will withstand the test. Those that place their foundation in other things will not. Everything else is going to fail you. Everything else is going to fail you. But my God will never fail you. God desires for, we, for us to learn to handle our trials through him and not through ourselves. I'm going to go ahead and end with this. In the end, Job was restored. God gave it all back. And even more. God restored everything and multiplied it. Health, finances, and family. I know sometimes life just doesn't go as we planned it. Life just comes and sucks you up, washes you, and blows you over. Enough to steal the joy of your life. Enough to make you sad. Enough to really mess you up. La vida a veces no viene como nosotros lo hemos planeado. La vida viene y, te, y hace contigo lo que Él quiera. Y te duele y pasas por tristezas. Pasas por cosas que en verdad afectan tu vida. But I'm here to tell you don't give up. Storms don't last all day. Los problemas no duran todo el día, las tormentas. And this, I, I was thinking this morning, and I was going to end with the message here, but God gave me something this morning and broke me down even more. Because at the end of the day, this message was for me personally. See, problems, situations, and trials can at times cause dents in your life. Los problemas pueden venir y, y tratar de hacer agujeros en tu vida. Cause dents in your life, cause dents in your soul, cause dents in your heart. The trials will do that to you. We are humans. 
But because of those stance in your life, you are able to fit into your next blessing. Because of those adjustments that God is making in your life, God is forming you for you to be able to fit into the next blessing, into the next level, into the next thing, into your life. So yes, the dents will come, the dents are painful, but it's for a purpose. You just have to push through it. I know it can be painful, but you have to push through it. Push through it. You know, I was thinking, when I was thinking, I was writing, you know, we have to push through, you have to push through it. I was like, the, the thing that came to my mind was about my aunt in Mexico. She was, when we went to go visit, she was already like eight months pregnant and she was huge. Mi tía estaba enorme, estaba embarazada. Like everybody thought she was having twins. And the doctors checked every appointment. Man, they have twins, they have twins. No, it was just one baby. But that baby was huge. If I'm not mistaken, I think it weighed 11 pounds and 22 inches long. It was huge. A huge baby. I mean, and I was younger. I really didn't know much about the birth and all that. Now I have two children, so now I kind of have a better idea. But in the, in the story that I heard after she gave birth is that she should have had a C-section, but she had the baby naturally. Ella tuvo que haber tenido cesárea, pero tuvo bebé naturalmente. She should have, but she didn't got to the point that she wanted the epidural but it was already too late she had waited too long that's all I know from the story I didn't ask any more questions after that but I can only imagine trust me I'm going somewhere with this but I can only imagine the doctor saying sorry it's too late for you to get the epidural because the child is about to come but the child is too big for you to stay where you are at. You need to push. All you can do now is push. I know it's painful, but it's too late for you to look back. I know it's you're going through some issues right now. I know you're struggling, ma'am, but you need to push. You need to push. You need to push. I want you to understand that when you are going through the trial, I know that it's painful. I know it's causing you discomfort more than ever before. You've never felt a pain like this before in your life. You've never gone through something like this in your life. This is a pain, but you know what? A big one is coming. A big blessing is coming over your life, over your family, over your finances. A big blessing is coming. In order to deliver this one, you have to push forward. It's going going to be painful. More pain than you never felt. But you have to push forward. In order to receive the great blessing ahead of you, you have to push. You have to keep going. There is no turning back. There is no turning back. You just have to push. You don't get no epidural. You don't get no pain reliever. All you get is the grace of God helping you through it. And you have to push. And you have to push. You have to push. But let me tell you something that if you endure, if you endure the pain, if you go through it, 
there is a great blessing around the corner for you. You see, the blessing is right here waiting for you and you're over there. There are some dents, there are some things that need to be broken down in your life for you to be able to fit better into that, into that pathway that God has prepared for you. And the Lord gave me a word this morning to give you. I didn't say that it would be easy. I told you I would be with you. I told you that everywhere your feet touched, I would give you the land. I told you that no man would be able to withstand you all the days of your life. I told you I would bless you. I told you I would be with you just like I was with Moses. I told you not to give up because in due season you would weep. But I did not tell you that it would be easy. If you have a little bit fight left in you. So tú tienes poquitas fuerzas en ti. Use it today. If you have a little bit fight in you. Even just a little. Use it and push forward. Make up in your mind that you're going to do what God has asked you to do. This is no time to faint because the blessing is coming. This is no time to give up because the blessing is coming. I want you to put in your mind what God has already put in your heart for your family, for your ministry, for your future, for your career, for your church. This is not going to be anything that you have ever seen before. This is not going to be anything that you have already received before. This is not going to be ever anything, anything at all like that, that you haven't imagined. This is greater. This is greater. But you have to push. You have to push through it. You have to push through it. Let me tell you that God will give you his grace in your time of need. And it will be sufficient for you. Even if your worst times. Go ahead and stand on your feet. As you face the trials of life, I want you to know that God is with you. I don't know what valley you may be going through this afternoon. But I know a God who wants to help you. Get through it safely. Is it painful? Is it stressful? God says he was going to be with us, but it wasn't going to be easy. My life personally has not gone as I've planned it. I've gone through valleys. I've gone through frustrations in my life. There are times in my life where I have felt lonely. Things that I had already planned and set for my life, God just came out of nowhere and twisted it all apart and broke it down out of nowhere. Without understanding, without knowing what is it that God, God, what is it that you want from me? I had to push through it. Life never goes as we plan it. But if we follow God, I can assure you that he would guide you through the valley. God knows how to take the problems that we face and turn it into a victory. I believe that Job's victory came because he never lost sight of God. 
And I can assure you that the victory will come upon your life if you keep your focus on God. Don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Look forward and push forward. So if in your life you have gone through some stuff or you're going through some stuff today, I want to invite you to come forward. You see, this is the place the enemy wants you to take it back home with you. For you to continue to be bitter at certain things in your life. But we have a God that is here with his arms wide open just waiting for you. Just waiting for you. I want to encourage you. Don't take it back home with you. Because it's going to continue to torment you. It's going to continue to haunt you. It will not go away. It will not go away. Many preachings ago, I, I even said it. When the giant would come to the people of Israel, he would come. Every day he would not go away. He kept bugging and bugging and bugging every single day. The trials in your life, the problems, the stresses, the anxieties, it's going to continue to bug you day after day after day until you decide to just fight and push through it and give it to the Lord. God wants the outcome of your trial to be victory. Yes, life sometimes comes and sucks you up. It washes you. It blows you over. But whatever your trial, whatever situation, my God is greater because greater is he that is in with me than he that is in the world. Don't give up when you have failed. Don't dwell on your mistakes. Get up, get on your knees and fight. Get into your fighting stance. Get into the stance that you have been trained to fight. Father, I come before you, Jesus, at this moment. Recognizing, Lord, that we need you, Lord. I need you in my trial, God. I can't do this alone, Father. I've ran out of resources, God. I've ran out of everything, God, and today I need you, Lord. I don't need you tomorrow. I need you today, God. Move into my life, Lord. Move in my family. Move, move in within my church, God. I want you to move, God. I've ran out, Lord. I can't do this. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. God is with you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yes, Lord, we need you, God. I ask you, Lord, for everyone in this place, Jesus. No matter how big the trial, no matter how big the situation, no matter how big the stress, Lord, you are greater, Father. And I will be patient, Lord, and just push through it and fight, God.
There is no time, Lord, for me to faint. There is no time, Lord, for me to give up. I've gone through so much for me to give up now. I've gone through so much to give up now, Lord. All I want to do is just push on and move forward, God. Forgetting what lays behind me and looking forward, God, at what you have. I want it, Lord. I want it, God. Yes, Lord, I want it.